This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Aston Villa went through a, a tricky spell, came out of it just before the break. What are you expecting from them on Sunday? Yeah, I mean, we, we played them last year. We played them in preseason. We didn't have our best matches in either moments. Um, I think that um, they have quality on the pitch. They're very organized, especially with the way they defend. And I think that's the thing that's gotten them out of their, their tough spell in the beginning uh, of the season is that they've been uh, defending really well and very organized, specifically against the ball. Um, and they can be a, a threat on set pieces and in transition moments. So um, it'll be a tight match. I'm sure of that. Uh, it will be an intensive match. Uh, and we will have to be very intelligent, specifically when we're in possession, uh, on how we um, balance out uh, protecting uh, the opponent from getting into transition moments. And that, and then, you know, I think uh, at Ellen Road, the one thing we will want to do is really go after the game, to be aggressive, to, to use our crowd, to, to play with intensity, to play with speed, to play with power, and to play with intelligence. That's, that will certainly be a big part of what we try to achieve on the day. Welcome to the Myomense podcast. It's something for the weekend time. I'm David Michael, the editor of myomense.com and your host. Joining me for uh, a continual, hopefully a continual rebirth after the uh, international break, Mr. Chris Budd. Welcome Hello, back. Hello, sir. How are you doing? Not too bad. Uh, England's previous game uh, before this international break uh, we were at, and that was enough to put me off uh, this international, international break. Forever. <laughs> so uh, I, I was lying very low. Did you uh, see anything of I it? I saw a little bit of the Germany game when England actually decided to wake up and attack, which was a bit of a novelty. Scotland are now uh, level A. We're England are now B, a B team, aren't they? In the world of the National League or whatever it's yeah, called. But we're going to a World Cup and they're not, so yeah, England point. turn it when it matters, kind of. Good point. Villa are back now. Uh, Thank God, I might say. 
Are you uh, looking forward to that? I mean, ask me after the Leeds game, but yeah, on paper, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to be back at Villa Park. The gap feels like a long one, doesn't it, at the moment? Well, you're not going to be back at Villa Park for another good few weeks. A few weeks, yeah. Strange. You went to uh, the trust meeting with Mr. Perslow. Uh, any, anything interesting? I mean, nothing that hasn't really already been talked about. Obviously, with the, you know, the stadium stuff, we've kind of heard a lot of the same things on that. I think he'd been down in Downing Street talking about, you know, we, we aren't going to break ground on the stadium until we know we've got assurances of the station and the infrastructure. If you read between the lines, uh, they, they need fans to lobby MPs. I mean, you know, yeah. they were brazen enough to put it actually on the website. You know, here's the template. Yeah. Here's the template. Can you go for it? Because that is a, a major situation, uh, it's all right saying that these are the plans we're going to do, but the politics involved uh, are another level. Also, the macroeconomics. Uh, yeah, it's pretty mad. Really, uh, I mean, you've got contractors uh, in, in construction who are actually refusing to quote on some big jobs because the you know the cost of things is shifting all the time. That they don't want to be out of pocket after they've actually uh, done their quote. Mm-hmm. So it's still uh, you know there's still a bit of a min and ring about this. So uh, yeah, anything else? Uh, a little bit of talk of the plans for the new badge. I think you're due to go to a meeting in the next few days anyway, so they'll be they'll be sort of announcing the next round of designs and then they'll be putting it to the fans at some point. They're being all democratic about it. I'm actually seeing them uh, on Monday, uh, the latest batch, after you know basically telling them to the yeah. face that there wasn't then, enough um, proper options uh, the last time. I you know, actually kind of voiced the disappointments uh, and as other members of the uh, fan consultation group did. So uh, hopefully that's crystallized a few things in there i mean they've got to give us more viable options if you want to break it down in a nutshell you want the badge so say for example the round badge you need that rather than it being like well that's the only option because the others are so bad i don't want that scenario that's what we were presented with uh and the second round, the first time we, you know, we had a great constructive three-hour conversation with the designers, and then the second round was where we got to see, a, let's say, first draft work, and we were we were shown basically two that are predictable round, and then you know the Villa Lion and just Aston Villa underneath, taken out of a badge or a, or a shield, and then the rest were just a complete waste of time it was like a 10 year old could have knocked those up that's what you don't want to see you don't want to see people just pushed into that option because that's the only option you want to see the final badge be a difficult decision but actually be the best of let's say five really really good badges yeah so you want you want the winner to have earned the right and 100 percent that's 100%. the bottom line on that. And he'd sort Sorry. of said, you know, this, this isn't going to be how it has been at the club for a while, where there's you go around the stadium and there's all different badges and there's different things on the letterheads and tickets. So when when we re, rebrand, it will be a full rebrand and sort of, yeah. you know, he said, we're not going to half arse it. We're not going to be tight about this, which he sort of said seemed to have been what happened in the past. Where it was, ah, we'll do a sort of half arse rebrand. You know, we're going to go the whole hog and this is going to be our identity. So he was obviously in his usual kind of bullish mood, but answered answered everything that was thrown at him. I think he he did realise that maybe the 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 sort of the broad strokes of where the club's going are probably positive, but he acknowledged that it has been a bit of a bumpy ride recently. I don't yeah. think any of them saw the sort of start of the season happening the way it did. I think they expected to start the season better than they have. They seem to, you know, the general view is they think they've turned a corner. Obviously, who knows when it comes to injuries? I think that's a big blow losing, as he said. No, they're too. You know, their their A one signings that they wanted, they were really yeah. happy with the business they did. They weren't so happy with the outgoings. I think they wanted to get more out the door to be able to bring some in because he said there is a certain amount now of having to balance the books. 
a little bit of mention which he said actually came from the player himself. I think there was concerns from Coutinho about his own form, which is, you know, he's, he's been in the game, what's he, 29, 30 now. I think he's mature enough to know when he's playing well or not. Yeah. Um, but at least they acknowledged it. You know, reasonably happy with sort of the academy and very obviously glow, glowing about the current state of the women's team that have really made some, you know, good steps forward in the last few weeks and months. And then, and then sort of the, you know, the, the usual day to day, you know, people moaning about, you know, can I have my usual seat back when the stands rebuilt and minutia questions like that. But the, the broader narrative is that the owners are still very engaged. Yeah. The owners are essentially waiting for this all to uh, kick to land, off. Essentially. <laughs> yeah. And that seems to be his, his view that, you know, all the pieces of the puzzle have, have kind of come together now. You know, this, that thing of no excuses to Jerry, you know, the training ground is as good as it's going to be and as good as any in the country. The stadium needs improvement, but it will. He said that's going to be a big step in terms of us having the revenue to compete. Yeah. But things are positive. We've just got to get it, you know, got to get it right and actually execute it all now. And the other thing, the, the final sort of thing that he mentioned, which, Maybe we were aware of, maybe we weren't, but he sort of basically confirmed that we essentially have the seventh most expensive squad in the league, which reading between the lines maybe says, well, this is where we are setting our bar at now. Well, I mean, I've told yeah, everybody They budgeted this. for eight, didn't they, last yeah. year? They, they want to push on. Last couple of seasons, so uh, they know where they are, and that is the expectation because you don't spend to be seventh or eighth and then not... Uh, not even be in the top ten. Exactly. I mean, I think I actually think he got a pretty easy ride on that side of things. I, I didn't get a chance to actually ask the questions I wanted to in terms of there's all this ambition, but you finished fourteenth. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll I'll sort that out for you in the next fan consultation group meeting with him. Thanks, mate. Which uh, should have already happened. So uh, I think they're waiting for smoother waters on that one. Uh, meanwhile, while you were meeting him, I was meeting somebody who uh, told me a lot of things that are uh, that have happened and what's happening. Uh, First of all, if you're already subscribed to astonvilla.wtf, you will be getting uh, the latest edition uh, in your inbox uh, today. If you're not uh, subscribed, it's free. Just get on it because uh, there's some revelations of what will be happening uh, soon. Uh, the kind of stuff uh, ahead of when the when the club announces it. So uh, do check that out right something for the weekend we've digressed a bit there this is uh, a catch-up essentially uh, a pre-match for uh, the weekend's activities Villa are playing on uh, Sunday away at Leeds this isn't the normal main show this is the first time you've listened to this uh, this is uh, a lot more of a breezy affair uh, since we've been chatting away uh, about that uh, personal meeting we're, we'll skip the Villa minutes uh, for this edition and kind of go uh, straight into it. Uh, no watch sponsors this week, but uh, we do have our uh, new sponsor for uh, something for the weekend. And uh, the perfect opportunity actually leads away Sunday afternoon to uh, go uh, to your uh, maybe... Maybe get a bit of Sunday roast uh, while you watch that Ooh. game. If you're not going open fire, if perhaps? you're not going to Ellen Road, uh, this show is brought to you by Green King, your home of pub sports with over 900 sports pubs across the country. Green King is where the fans go, showing every broadcast game for Aston Villa, including this Leeds upcoming match. Green King show every live sporting event from BT and. Uh, Sky Sports on tap, so obviously you can watch the Leeds game. But the good news is, uh, if you haven't already signed up to their season ticket app, when you sign up, you get a free drink. 
just for signing up. But if you use the code uh, MOMS, M-O-M-S, you will also, as a listener of the show, get an additional £5 off when you spend £15 on drinks. So uh, there's a nice foundation for a uh, Sunday afternoon of Villa Leeds. Uh, what's that equate to? A couple of free beers there? I'd if say you get so. your friends to download it as well using the... Uh, promotion code moms there could be a few free beers uh, in the offering so uh, just go ahead to the app store and search season ticket and use the promo code moms uh, if you're around center of birmingham uh, there's the malt house on the canals where near the uh, arena and sea life center that's not a bad spot especially if it's uh, a decent day up your end certain coalfield ish way there's the white horse isn't there there's the old schoolhouse yeah that's white house common yeah beggar's bush as well if you're around like the b13 area there's the bills leslie yeah you got old house at home on lordswood road and then the legendary garden house on the hagley road as you're coming out of town which is more edge baston way right on with the show we pretty much know the uh, injury situation I think the good news is, uh, despite Matty Cash's uh, quite a serious hamstring, but he has uh, in the past been a fast healer from them. And he was actually being interviewed on that Ben Foster show and he said he's up and running uh, in terms of training, uh, doing ball work and everything. So he's not going to be a a lot earlier than uh, you would normally expect for such a hamstring injury. So he'll be back, uh, I would would say, weeks uh, on that one. Yes, yeah, and obviously there's the Kamara and the Carlos ones, which are going to be more long-term. We certainly won't be seeing them yeah. before. Lucas, the, uh, the Dean, we're, t- we're, we're, we're probably expecting a few weeks uh, rather than months uh, on that one. Uh, it's not going to do him any favours for the World Cup because he had lost his place in the squad before he was reinstated and uh, got injured while on international duty, so he didn't really get a chance to uh, impress and will obviously need games under his belt to... Uh, Sway uh, getting in that World Cup squad, so uh, he'll be keen to get back uh, ASAP. In terms of, uh, you'd expect our the Swedish left back to slot straight in. Augustinsson will make his debut, yeah, you'd think. Yeah, I, th- I think Augustinsson will play. It's it's just a logical choice, and he and he plays similar to Lucas Dean, so you're not losing too much of uh, that kind of. Well, he's a Swedish international, isn't he? So you're bringing in a specialist. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? It's... He plays high up, and and he has a good delivery. Yeah. It's kind of like for like. Uh, that's why he was actually uh, specifically brought in because uh, mm-hmm. of a similar similar style in terms of what he brings. So I'd expect Young to carry on deputizing for cash when i say when i say deputizing i think cash would have to win his place back because uh young's been one of our best performers yeah, hasn't he, and, he, and he's he's definitely makes you feel a bit more uh solid confident about the defense yeah so apart from those uh injuries that we uh, already knew about uh it's the more it's more of the defensive side of things, but there was encouraging signs uh, against Southampton that we shouldn't be too concerned because it depends on the left back really. As long as he hits the ground running, then uh, well, he'd have had a little bit of time, only to be prepared, you know, to get prepared for it. It's not like he's been thrown in the day before. But in terms of uh, the task of going to Leeds, I mean, some bookies have got us three to one for the away win, so nobody's expecting this. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. But what I will say is, in terms of away performances, I mean, we haven't picked up one point yet in three games. But what you saw against Manchester City and Southampton was a, was a way of playing, a lot more resolute, pragmatic way. We keep using the word pragmatic. Steely. Steely, that suits picking up points away. So that's people are writing us off just because of our away record simply. Also leads pretty decent home record so far. Out of three games, one, two, drawn one, and they've beaten Wolves and Chelsea uh, in those two wins. They've done bugger all away from home as well. So uh, it, it's a tough test in terms of just on the basic facts of Villa haven't picked up a point away from home. Leeds are, are, are doing pretty well at Ellen Road. But uh, sorry, going back to what I was saying, uh, I think it, you know if I, if we were talking betting, I, I would be uh, think considering them for an accumulator just because from what we've seen the last two games, that's the perfect way to play away from home. There's no problems with our attacking formation in terms of injuries, so uh, we just need these players to. Uh, turn up for once Coutinho to get back on it and or Buendia is called upon I'd like to see Watkins get in the box a bit more when you when he's in the team it's like thank god we've got him because you know it, there's so much he brings to the party but also at the same time we ask him to do too much and it would be good to see an out and out uh, striker but uh, it's a problem when you play that one up front that one has to do so much more normal than the normal mm. striker. And hopefully, you know, you've got McGinn back after a, a pretty successful international break with Scotland and he'll be, you'd hope, buoyant and maybe carrying a little bit of form. Yeah. Same with, you know, Ramsey, who had a reasonably good international break with England and you know, with the, the 21s. Yeah, because McGinn, uh, not the greatest uh, against Manchester City. Bit of a poor first half against Southampton, but uh, a definite improvement in the second. And obviously with the Scotland, so the momentum hopefully will uh, continue and they'll uh, hopefully have a a run of form. Teams away from home, generally, I think the sample size is small, but away teams have only won 23% of their games away this season. 
which is a big drop from the average last season or last sort of the last five, which is about thirty five. So generally, going away from home at the moment seems to be a bit harder than it has been. Well, I think the crowds are getting years. more into. I mean, if you remember the stats that we used to read out on this lockdown, show it was about mad, lockdown, wasn't it? It, it completely completely kind reversed, of balanced things up. But uh, so we're getting to a return of more traditional uh, returns uh, as a home team and an away team. I mean. If you if you go back to uh, the last few years, well, let's let's, let's take in a couple of decades actually. If you go back to like '96, remember when we beat them three uh, 0 in the cup final? We actually we actually played them uh, the month before and beat them three 0 as well. Uh, trivia question, uh, one for the listeners, and also for you, Mister Bud. Who scored Villa's goals in the Premier League game at the three 0 win a month before the League Cup final? February '96, uh, York scored, didn't he? Yep. He drilled. He drilled one past. It would have been Lukic, wouldn't it? I think in goal for Leeds that day. Did Gary Charles get a goal? No, it wasn't Gary. No, sorry, Charles scored against Southampton. That was a, the three-nil winning. Stick to the Leeds April. game. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking out loud. York got two. Correct. And was it Alan it Wright? It was. Very well done. Very well done, Mr. Bud. I can remember Alan Wright's goal. Because it's a game you completely North forget down. about because all your memory is the cup you store the cup final 3-0 in. And then I remember the, the season after we played him in the league on the Saturday and I think we played him in w- midweek in the league cup and won both of those as well. Yeah, but, yeah, within four days of each other. From that 3-0 win in the league in uh, Feb 96 to uh, the end of 2000, we'd won nine games, drawn three and only lost one. So losing one game in 13 games against Leeds, we, we had their number, essentially. I mean, I remember going to that cup final thinking there's no way we're losing this. No, the disparity between the teams on that day was just miles but, apart. But uh, since December 2000, uh, we had one win in the next 10 games against them. And Well, that's when they got the money, didn't it? Well, they spent the money they didn't have, but that's when they sort of had their little upsurge under O'Leary and Risdale. But, and well, but these 10 games, I mean, do include... Uh, there was obviously a big gap of uh, 12 years once they got relegated, and it, the next 10 games do include a, a few games in the Championship, and uh, mm-hmm. they did have our number in the Championship because we only beat them once. We only beat them once in six Championship encounters, so they had I mean, they won two of those, so they had the slight edge in the championship. But recently, uh, actually, at Ellen Road, we've won our last two games there. So that's another thing why I think this the odds of 3-1 to one for a Villa win are not taking in Villa's two recent performances and also uh, the fact that we've beaten them twice at Ellen Road in our last two trips. But overall, in, in Premier League history, this is a rare team that we've actually won more than because obviously we've been yeah. pretty diabolical in the last uh, decade or so that we've allowed teams like Southampton to have beaten us in more head-to-heads in, in the Premier League era. But uh, I, I, I'm kind of reasonably uh, confident about this. I'd like to think we've sort of turned a corner. Gerard's mentality has certainly changed in his approach to the team. I don't think we're going to go there and be gung-ho and make well, you know, no, no chance two full-backs bombing on and all that. I, th- I think we'll be, we'll be solid and we'll try and nick the win. But I think we, you know, if that's the plan, I think we're perfectly capable of doing it because you look at our firepower and it's like as long as we don't concede, you'd fancy us to score against anyone in the league. Well, Leeds have won just once in their last ten Premier League home games against Aston Villa, and that was back in uh, two thousand two, two thousand three season. That stat alone uh, suddenly provides you with false confidence. <laughs> yeah, enter Aston Villa. Unfortunately. Uh, 
despite what I've mentioned of winning the last two away games at uh, Leeds, we've never managed to win three on the trot at uh, Ellen Road. Although I think it's pretty rare, unless you're one of the top five or six, to actually beat teams three three year sorry three seasons consecutively away from home. So I don't know how much credence you can put to that. Uh, so if we do it, it'd be quite an achievement, I think. It'd be a great time to do it at the moment. It would really sort of dare we say kickstart the season. No, so it's a good, it's a really important run of games. This now we're going into. We need to, we need to, you know, they need to get it right. I think there was some uh, when Bielsa went and Jesse Marsh came in. There was, I think, there was a train of thought that he wouldn't last uh, more than a season. But his players seem to like him. He seems to be a decent chap, and he's and he's kind of bonded a team. And I think this, the fans have started to get behind him now. Yeah, I mean, they were really not necessarily against him, but it was very much when we played them in that three 0 win last year. They were not. They were kind of like still pining over Bielsa leaving, weren't they? And the team themselves were fucking awful. Yeah, and you know you're obviously going to get a you know people use the word transition a lot, but uh, when you're leaving such a distinct managerial style, there's definitely going to be a, a transition involved there. I mean, there's obviously he's picked for a reason, so it's not completely dissimilar the way they approach games in terms of you know high energy and the the kind of commitment but at the same time uh, I mean when we played at Villa Park last year I mean I remember Daniel James actually being all right and apparently that was one of the only decent games he had for them yeah no it was it was a bit of a live wire wasn't he in the Villa Park game because he was asked to play that central role to cover for Patrick Bamford's uh, long-term injury he prefers a wing no doubt but uh, interestingly I mean he got farmed out to Fulham. I mean, you know, they spent reportedly twenty six point two million off Manchester United for Daniel James, and then within a season, I mean, there was talk of Spurs' interest. I don't know if that was just to uh, get the Fulham deal over the line, but uh, he's now at loan uh, to Fulham, and allegedly there's a twenty million permanent uh, option for them. So uh, upstep uh, Rodrigo, who I, I thought was more of a midfielder, but he's he's playing at the top now of a it's it's four two three one essentially, isn't it? And he's scored uh, the Spanish players scored four in four in their last five games, and when you consider that he scored uh, six last season in an entire season and seven in the entire season before. To have four and five suggests that he's, uh, even though 31, he's, he seems to be living life uh, as more of a central striker. Well, they just seem to look like a team who've kind of starting to get their shit together under a new manager, which obviously can take time, but they've, you know, um, Ellen Road's always a difficult place to go because obviously the crowd are on top of you anyway. And it's one of those where you've, you've kind of got to go and battle and grind and do all the, the sort of the dirty work, knowing that actually they've, they can hurt you, but I, I still think at the back, Leeds are there to be got at. you just got to be brave. I mean, you look at Leeds and uh, after last season, and, and you think, is it fair to contemplate, will their role this season be a relegation contender, or would you expect them to actually be uh, mid-table? I'd expect them to be sort of just above above that. I don't think they'll be sort of pulling up trees in the top half of the table like they did the year they came up, but they'll... They shouldn't be in too much trouble, but you, you when never you say know. Just above that, what, what are you referring to? Mid-table or the relegation battle? Sort of thirteenth, fourteenth part of the world. Yeah. Not in the shit, but just just above that. Yeah, I would probably say that is uh, fair in terms of expectations. After uh, things got a bit hairy last season, and uh, they stayed up on the last day. Uh, they were in free fall, weren't yeah. they? When we played them. They were leaking goals and weren't looking like scoring and they just about got it done in the end on the last day. But if they carry on their home form after Villa beat them, uh, <laughs> then uh, they should be all right. Uh, and, you know, they've got that... Uh, they're a team that when it's going when it's going right, you've got the crowd 
and uh, just the way they play, they'll, they'll give any. I mean, they you know they gave Chelsea a torrid time and beaten three nil. That's the thing. You go to Ellen Road and you're not on it at the Dan. You're not up for it. You'll get turned yeah. over whoever you are. I mean, I was I was I was impressed by Dean Smith actually when we got. When they came up, the first that game at Villa Park, where they absolutely blitzed us, let's you know, let's make no bones about it. It was like yeah, they demolished us, didn't it? It was three, and it could have been more. It was nasty. And then we went to their patch, and Dean Smith knew that you've got to break their momentum because it's relentless. And we were kicking it into row Z, breaking up play at every opportunity. Horrible to watch, but it was like perfect plan. You know, snatch the one nil, attritional, and snatch, snatch, snatch the goal. And we, we always looked relatively comfortable um, defending our lead, didn't yeah. we? Because every time the ball went out of play, it didn't go out of play like just crawls over the line or goes into the first row. It was well it was going almost <laughs> out the stadium because they were just basically taking the clock down. And uh, it was uh, it was like almost like they were learning from another sport how to run the cl- clock down and break momentum throughout the whole game. Game management, which is something we've accused Villa of being pretty shonky at for quite a while. Yeah, so hopefully uh, we'll be switched on because it will need a very disciplined performance to uh, get anything out of this. I mean, if we meet fire with fire, that can go any which way. And I don't think at the moment... Uh, we're not we're not made to be going into firefight games. I think Southampton showed the way that we're probably going to be better in the in the sort of short yeah, term. Yeah, you build from the back in terms of getting the back. I'm not saying playing from the back. I'm talking about uh, getting the getting your defensive core and set up right, and then uh, you know you can start to open up a bit more uh, as you as the results rack up and uh, the confidence returns. So uh, with that said. Uh, Mom's Paul's panel's results. Uh, what are you going for here? I'm going to be brave and I'm going to go for an away win. <sighs> Lump on. A sneaky one, a 1 0 away win. Yeah, I'm going, to, I'm going to sit on the fence here. I'm going to go for a score draw. I think there'll be goals. Uh, so score draw for that. But then I, I've got an aching feeling we're going to do them. But it's just that extra man being injured and the unknown quantity of the uh, the mysterious, the, well, if he plays, the, the Swedish uh, left back. Who's going to score the winner, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you heard it here first, uh, if that happens. Augustinsson's going to score straight from a corner. Right. I'm, uh, since you went first, uh, I'll, I'll let you have that one. And I'll uh, just to be different, I will say the score draw. But uh, yeah, I've got, a, I've got a feeling about this, but let's not uh, shout it out too loud. Right. Uh, that's uh, something for the weekend. Nothing else to add. So we will get more into uh, what's coming uh, October uh, in the next edition. And uh, please do, uh, by the way, uh, there's two match club live sessions to come with these two away fixtures. So please do join us as a My Old Man Said member, as well as uh, getting uh, access to match club where we will be meeting uh, and uh, following the game live. Uh, at Leeds and also at Forest, which follows, uh, you get access to ad-free versions of uh, the main podcast, plus extra shows as well, which will be uh, popping up over the next few days. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Now that I've got proper internet back uh, in uh, my place after a, Hurrah for technology. After a switch. So please do go to myomensaid.com and click on the membership link there for more details. And actually subscriptions now are build on the day that you were signed up before it was like uh, you would sign up and then you would be charged again at the start of the month so if for example if you uh, signed up at the uh, the back end of the month you would be charged again like within a week for but now it's like on a month to month proper you know subscription basis so uh, that's a good improvement for any new uh, my own man said members also as i said uh, some uh, fresh info in terms of Aston Villa coming your way. So make sure you're subscribed to astonvilla.wtf to get it there first, but we will be elaborating on that uh, in future podcasts as well. Don't forget to follow the show uh, on Spotify or Apple if you listen on there. Drop us a review as well you know, of the main show if you have the time. And uh, follow us on socials as well, at said pretty much across the board. Right, that's all we've got. See ya. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.